Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all about a time in my life where <laughs> it's funny because every time I say I was a borderline sex addict out loud, Terry be on my ass. Uh, shout out to the <laughs> shout out to Terry of the Terry Rosa podcast. But every time I say this shit out loud, he like, gee, it's nothing borderline about that. You was a sex addict. And I'm like, maybe I need to stop being in denial. Right. Uh, but y'all. I was having sex a whole lot. And I was like, now that I think about it, like I was having sex a whole lot and I was masturbating a whole lot. I was super depressed and I was hiding it. And it wasn't until, you know, like I just started being real with myself and having these conversations that I even was like, you know what? Damn, am I a sex addict? Like, cause I, that's how I use sex. Like I use it as a coping mechanism and literally, you know, whether people use alcohol or people turn to gambling or shopping, all these different things, I was turning to sex. Now, the good thing is that my sex addiction didn't get out of hand. It was not uncontrollable. So I was a functioning sex addict, very much a functioning sex addict. So even though even though I can identify as using uh, sex as a coping mechanism for the things that I was going through in my life, at the same time, I was only going to certain people. I wasn't like fucking strangers and putting myself at sexual risk at no point whatsoever. And all these things were before I even decided to become a sex coach uh, as well. So... It was a little while back. Wasn't that long ago, but it was long ago enough for a bitch to start reflecting and doing better and making better choices when it comes to how she copes with anxiety and depression. So it was this one time that uh, I fucked this dude, right? Fuck this dude and all right, cool. Fuck them. And he left. He left my apartment. I like, so I was out with my friend. So actually, okay, I'll tell y'all everything that happened. I had gotten to a really, really, really big fallout when it comes to my family. And I'm super, um, although I don't show emotions in the way that other people typically expect me to show emotions, I'm actually super emotional. I just hide them well. Like, I hide my emotions very, very well. I typically cry by myself. Out, Like, I don't cry in front of people. Uh, not so many people have seen me cry. Um, So, that, that, that just kind of gives you some context as to who I am. But I had literally just experienced a huge falling out with my family, um, my little brother. Uh, I kind of blamed my mom and my sister um, indirectly, uh, not blame them for the falling out with my brother, but blame, uh, I had some resentment towards their, uh, the after effects of me and my brother falling out. So I felt alone for the most part. I felt super alone. I was super depressed and it was, you know, like I was crying every day. Like I was super upset, super upset. So, uh, the first thing I did was go get my nipples pierced. And 
I'm not surprised at that reaction because when I think back on almost every time I've gotten a tattoo, it's been because I was in a bad state. Like I will literally, that was my way of having some kind of controlled pain, some kind of controlled physical pain that I can endure to take my mind off of the emotional pain that I was experiencing. And, um, I'm just super grateful that I'm able to uh, reflect and identify these things for what they are, because a lot of people do not. They don't they don't reflect and they can't pinpoint these things. But I'm um, I am I am able to. So I went to get my nipples pierced and getting my nipples pierced was like, oh, my God, I damn near fainted. But again, I hold phys- I, I hold I had my emotions very well. I actually recorded the video. I think I do. I still got this video on my phone of me getting my nipples pierced. I got some pretty titties, y'all. Uh. <laughs> so I, I, my best friend, I, she came with me. It's funny because she was like, bitch, we ain't changed at all since. High school, I'm still getting her into trouble. Uh, I'm a good friend, y'all, but I might be a bad influence sometimes. <laughs> but either way, she came with me and she got her noble spirits too. And she, I went first because y'all know I ain't no pussy. I ain't no bitch. So I was like, nah, I'll go first. Get it out the way. I'm big dude. Fuck you talking about. So she says, JoJo, if you flinch or I feel like you in pain, I'm not doing this. Cause mind you, she's, she's like the opposite of me. Like she very much wears, like she'll show her emotions like a motherfucker. Like she'll, she'll cry if she want to cry. She be telling me like, it's okay to cry. I'm like, bitch, fuck you. I ain't gay. Like, no, I ain't on that, that weird cry baby shit. So I get both my nipples pierced. Boom. Knock it out. I'm sitting there. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm finna die. A bitch wanted to faint. A bitch wanted to faint. But uh, so I guess it out the way. Then she sits there and she get she get her first nipple pierced. She looked at me after getting the first one pierced and she said, bitch, I'm going to beat your ass. Because she knew the pain that I had experienced and she couldn't believe it. I sat there and took it and I did. So I kind of laughed because it wasn't like she felt like, oh, maybe Jojo thought it didn't hurt and I think it hurt. No, she knew I was hiding the pain that I felt. And she was like, bitch, I'm beat your ass. <laughs> so, okay, cool. We get our nipples pierced. Um, then the next day we go to like a kickback or a party or something like that. I leave the kickback early because I'm like, yeah little shorty my little my little yeah yeah he hit me up and he was like you know he he talking some shit that I like to hear and I'm like long story short I'm gonna go get some dick I you know I might pop out later so I leave the kickback uh because we was out west uh we leave the kickback I leaves the kickback I go get some dick okay cool I guess the dick, I, I think I left the kickback at like 11, like, yeah, like maybe 11. It was like a Friday night. I leave at like 11. So, boom, shoe home. Uh, I think I was done fucking him by like one o'clock. It was like one o'clock. So he like, you know, he getting dressed or whatever. He finna leave. He what you finna do? 
And I'm like, I'm finna go outside. He was like, stop fucking playing with me. And I'm like, I'm finna go outside. <laughs> I was dead ass serious. So I'm like, it's one o'clock in the morning on a Friday and it feel good out. Like it was March, but it wasn't like a cold March. Y'all know in Chicago, weather be bipolar as fuck. So it could be snowing in April or it could be sunny in in March. Like sometimes we don't know what the fuck going on in our city. Like motherfuckers be playing with the weather machine and shit. So I um I wash up and I get out the tub and I'm like I'm finna masturbate. So I pull my motherfucking rose out, use the rose. So I fucked him. Then I use the rose. And I want to say I use that rose for like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Because like I said, I'm an edger. So I don't even know if it was a whole 15, 20 minutes. But it might have been a whole 15, 20 minutes for real. Because I be playing music and shit. And I be like counting the songs. So I be like, yeah, it's probably like six songs. It's about like 20 minutes. So, uh... Cool. I'm done masturbating probably at like two in the morning, like two. But I'm still finna go the fuck outside. Like I got in the tub and I got in the tub, but I was like, okay, cool. But here's the thing too. This other nigga had hit my line. This other nigga had hit my line and he was like, oh, slide over east. And I'm on the west side. So (laughs) I'm like, all right, cool. But I masturbated because I'm like, I'm not finna fuck him. Like, I just fucked this other nigga, and then I masturbated. And I'm like, okay, cool. I should be good. Like, I should be good. Y'all, I fucked that other nigga, too. Like, I went right the fuck over east, and I fucked that other nigga, too. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, that was the... Was that the... Was that the first time that shit happened? Yeah, that was, like, the first time that happened where I'm like, oh, my God. Did I just, you know... I think I had a threesome with them. They just didn't know. <laughs> I've never had an MFM threesome, y'all. But that's the, like, I'm like, damn, I did two dicks within six hours of each other. And, yeah. I mean, shit, it was protecting sex. So, I was like, I didn't, you know, like, whatever. But I was just, that's that's where I was. Like, and it's crazy because I think I've done that one other time. So, I've done that twice in my life where... I was going through like a real bad state and it's like, it was sex, masturbation, sex, masturbation. And, um, these, it's always guys that I've known for really long periods of time. So I don't be feeling like I'm at a sexual, you know, like I'm not, I'm definitely not putting my sexual health at risk for no nigga, like period. But the fact that I did those things and I was like, oh my God, like, and it's like, here's the thing, niggas do it all the fucking time. Like a nigga will cheat on you and then slide to your fucking crib and fuck you and you know, whatever. Like niggas do it all the fucking time. So I definitely don't feel no type of way about sharing that shit with y'all because it's my truth. Like, I hope that, you know, people can start to think about their intentions when it comes to their sexual choices. But for me, that happened and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, But. Like I said, I was depressed. Like I was like really fucked up in the head. Like and I'm not a drinker. I smoke, you know, like I smoke. I'm if I had to choose between liquor and weed, I would definitely choose weed. But at the same time, I don't have vices for real. And sex became my vice where it was like, damn, I'm 
if I'm feeling bad or I'm feeling sad, I turn to physical pleasure. So I had, once I realized that's what I was doing, I was able to like kind of change my mindset and try to, you know, do things differently. And also I think just part of me being a content creator, I've had to, I, I look at myself, I'm not one of them bitches that get on the mic and just start ranting and niggas ain't shit, whatever, whatever. Like I think about myself and my own experience. And if a nigga ain't shit in that part of the story, then that's what it is. But sometimes I'm the ain't shit person in that part of the story. And I'm super cool with that because just cause I wasn't shit a year ago or two years ago, don't mean that I'm not the shit today. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was another situation. Like, literally, when I think back to those times where I was, like, having a whole lot of sex, um, even when I talk about my March Madness week where I, it was a week where I had three threesomes and I was masturbating every day of the week for, like, seven days. And I was still having sex with, like, my sneaky link. That was wild. Like, I'm like, gee, I had eight consecutive days of sex and masturbation. Like, if I wasn't having sex with two people, I was having sex with one person or I was having sex with myself because I was masturbating. It's like it was nonstop sex for eight days. And you would think a bitch ran out of coochie and I didn't. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But when I go back to it, it's like, damn, gee, like you was you you wasn't all you you wasn't all the way right in the head and um I can't admit that and I'm grateful for that experience um because it wasn't like I wasn't having fun because a bitch was having fun a bitch was having fun but also I understand that that fun was also rooted in something underlying And I have to be able to take a look at myself and dissect that for myself and be able to make better decisions moving forward. Because here's the thing, if I did that in like I I could easily do that again. Like I'm not saying that, oh, because I did it the way I because shit turned out the way it turned out or because I had those experiences where um, my sexual addiction was getting the best of me. I wouldn't do that again. That is not what the fuck I'm saying. I absolutely would have more threesomes in the future and, you know, be free with myself. But making sure that it's still on my terms and not because I'm running away from something. It's a difference between doing something because you genuinely want to do it and it's on your terms versus doing something to hide from a bigger issue that you have going on with your life. So I don't encourage people to turn to sex as a coping mechanism um, because that's no different than somebody turning to the bottle or somebody turning to drugs uh, to escape reality. And sex for me was, I was escaping my reality. I didn't think about nothing else. I was just fucking the shit out of people. Like, that's what it was fucking the shit out of these ladies and men like that's what I was doing and I was wilding I know I was wilding uh but I was having fun and I was still safe so I'm glad that my addiction was still controlled enough to whereas uh it didn't get out of hand um fast forward to now I um I've reflected on um I know that here again it's not to say that I won't have three threesomes in a week in the future because a bitch very likely will and can 
but it'll be for the right reasons. As long as it is safe and controlled, you you'll be fine. So I don't know. Is it do have any of my listeners struggle with that? Uh, I would love to hear from y'all if y'all have. Uh, but yeah, um, I also want y'all to be aware of the fact that I'm going to be doing like a couple episodes called six to nine questions with the free code. So y'all can actually call me and we could chop it up over the phone and it'll be featured on the show. So like literally you could ask me six, anywhere between six to nine questions. You pick the number. Y'all know my favorite number 69, but we're not doing 69 questions because I don't even like more than three questions consecutively. So I'm actually getting stepping outside of my comfort zone because if you follow me on social media, I've said this before. Ask me two consecutive questions about the third question. I get annoyed. So I'm giving y'all an opportunity. Like I'm stepping outside my comfort zone and I'm doing it with my audience. So if you are a regular listener and you got some questions, whatever the question is, it don't even fucking matter. Hit me up and I'm a, we gonna schedule a time and then you gonna call me and then you gonna ask me your questions and then we just gonna we we gonna chop it up we gonna be real honest on that episode <laughs> and uh yeah so on that note I talked to y'all about my little sex addiction I'm over here trying to minimalize it talking about little sex addiction it was it I mean it didn't last long it definitely didn't last long y'all know I get bored easily how I get bored with an addiction early I'm crazy uh but anyway on that note I'm out before you go I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe thank you for tuning into provocative and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms happy hoeing p-r-h-o-e D-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs>